Sounding. Sounding. Oh, that's a thing, though. I know. It. Yeah. Never mind. Parody. It's when you put things down your that's cock right. hole. That's right. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Feeling Well. I'm Ralph, and I'm here today with Lloyd Howell. How's it going? Are we really going into it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So it is a, a very dreary and wet night. This is uh, feeling well after dark, actually. That's right. This yeah, is a late yeah. one. This is past our usual bedtime. Yeah, yeah. You just got off a plane. I sure did. I sure did. I was in. I was in the great state of Texas. Were you in Texas? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, it is like pretty warm there. It was. It was like, like windy and weird. I don't know. Have you been to Texas? Never been to Texas. It's. Uh, I can't in good faith recommend it. Um, <laughs> have you ever been to Austin? I have. I have. Um, not for not for South by, which uh-huh. is why most people go. But yeah, it's I'm, considered I'm, a cool town. It is. Yeah. It is. People love it. It is. Um, it has outgrown its boundaries by such a a wide margin that it is almost impossible to exist there as a regular person. I feel. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Couldn't you say the same thing about New York? Well, it's more an issue of infrastructure, I think. Um, like New York has kind of built the highways and the and the mass transit oh. that it needs, and Austin is lagging behind in uh, in pretty serious ways. So, I see. Yeah. Look, nothing beats the Big Apple, baby. That's oh, what I feel. That's what I say. Right. Love it here. Let's go Mets. Love the Mets. That's right. I'm a Met. I'm a Met fan. Oh boy. Well, it was Thanksgiving. Did you say that to pander to me? The Mets thing? No. Oh no. Just it's curious. Like, uh, yeah. Um, how was how was your how was your Thanksgiving, Ralph? It was fine. It was fine. It was um, it was fine. A lot of, <laughs> you know, when you visit family, it's a lot of drinking. It's a lot of doing kind of nothing all day. It mm-hmm. was like four days and I was at my mother's house and my mother, you know, they wake up like pretty early at my mother's house. So I was waking up much earlier than I uh, usually do just because of the uh, commotion. And it, it and after a while, the days kind of took on a, a hallucinatory quality because it's mm. just like I'm I'm up doing nothing. The days felt so long. Um, you know, you're like you're not working, but you're not you know, home at your apartment. So you're kind of just lazing about. And, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, too much, too much introspection. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) I, cause you know, cause it's like your home, you're, you're in the home you grew up in. Uh huh. You're with family. People are getting older. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I think, I think I, I sincerely think that, that at least I, I think perhaps especially people of our generation, you shouldn't think about yourself twenty four seven. Ideally, know? no. I think that's wrong. And there was this my mother she has in her living room. So like when I wasn't hanging out with family, I was truthfully just 
pacing in a room <laughs> listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was listening to our podcast? I was oh, just listening boy. to all the past episodes. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I can't wait to get back to this. God, I, I will. I will admit, like when <laughs> when we first launched, uh-huh. I, I listened to I listened to our podcast for like a day. Oh, really? I just kind of listened to a couple of episodes over and over again, just kind of getting used to it. But I don't do it anymore. I listened to... But the well, novelty was still well, I mean, pretty I've, fresh. I've listened to every episode. I mean, the last one I had to fucking go through and uh, edit in all of Oliver's lines. You had, Really? You had to do <laughs> yeah. every line? Yeah. Shit, dude. Because there was like a lag between um, his recording and our recording. I don't oh, know boy. how it's usually done, but uh-huh. I did I did the thing that I said that I might have to do where I just cut out when our voice is on his wavelength. Oh, I spent like a whole afternoon doing it and I felt like a crazy person. I was like, I can't believe I put that much work into an episode. I am sorry, dude. I didn't know it was quite that bad. (laughs) It's Um, a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. But anyway, so I was pacing in my, uh, in, in my mother's, uh, just kind of like a living room and she has this picture frame, um, on the wall. That's like, kind of like it's, uh, it's one of those like digital picture frames, Oh, okay. And it's like mm-hmm. a uh, it's like a montage of old pictures. I don't like those. And I was just uh, I spent so much time just looking at it because it was like the only dynamic thing in this limited space. I was like pacing around a coffee table, just drinking and, and listening to music or podcasts, and, and just just inevitably looking over at this uh, picture frame. <laughs> and like the only <laughs> pictures of me were like from this. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just I'm just imagining the scene. You've painted a picture, Ralph. This is great. Uh, like <laughs> most of the pictures of me are from like, well, actually, like all of them are from high school. And oh my god, when I was in high school, so I had like, I had hair past my shoulders. You did. And I can't, I have a, like, I'm looking at you right now and I've seen these pictures <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's hard to imagine. It's like a different like, guy. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that not only did I have uh, hair past my shoulders, I, like, I didn't know how to take care of long hair. So like I washed and blow dried my hair every day. Hmm. So I had like every day, every day. I thought that's wow. just what you did. <laughs> so I had like very like dry and like stringy mm. and like perfectly straight, just fucked up, like loose end addled, like curtains of hair around oh, my boy. crown. Mm. And I just, it was just like my fucking, and some of them I had braces and which just made it even worse. <laughs> and many of them, I was such a, oh God, I was, oh. I was such a lame ass. There was like one day in high school where I like went around and like took pictures with everyone. And for some reason, that's the majority of the pictures. Just from so, one day? Yeah. It was just like, I was doing a bit like, oh, I'm going to take a picture with everyone I find. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture with the security guard in the hallway. <laughs> and I have braces on top of my disgusting oh, hair and face. And I'm also wearing a t-shirt I bought from Zazzle.com <laughs> that is like a silhouette of Barack Obama. And it says... Like, I don't know, some bullshit about like hope will oh, something. It some, was an earnest shirt. It was, it was some earnest like pun. This is like oh, very boy. early like Obama enthusiasm. Uh-huh. Right, right. And right. Um, <laughs> this was a long time oh, ago. But, uh, and in other ones, I'm just wearing like the worst fucking just like old Navy clothes, just looking like such a jackass. Oh. And the worst part about it was like, 
in every picture, I just have this huge fucking smile on my face. Yeah. And I was just looking at this guy and thinking like, what the fuck are you smiling about? <laughs> what the fuck is so like, just, just, just this like, oh. overcome. and it's like, I, I was depressed in high school. Like I yeah, know I was sure. not that happy, but I guess just back then there was still some hope, you know? So, was, so you were, so you remember the person you were back then and you know that those smiles are genuine. Like even if you were doing a bit, like you were, you were genuinely going around enjoying taking those pictures. Yeah. I mean, I think it came from like a place of like, you know, it was like some form of irony, like, okay. haha, isn't it weird that uh -huh. I'm doing this? Sure. But just the energy was different. Right. Like, even like right. if I were to do a bit where I have like a shitty grin in a picture right now, like the, the pathos would be so much more pronounced. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I think I was probably I just had like this this kind of young person kind of baseline excitement about life whereas uh -huh. now it's like something has been lost that can never be regained of course of course you know that brings you back down to earth uh, you know and i hate it's it it's better I, that way i hate I, I believe it is better that way yeah but yeah. anyway like this this like introspection around the holidays i felt weird like it was like i don't know you know like uh, my parents are divorced so i like split my time between my mom's and my dad's and as uh, you know, my sister's getting married, so mm -hmm. she wanted me to come hang out with her her fiance's family. So I saw them, but it's it's this thing where it's like it's almost like you're looking for things to be upset about, you know? Because mm. it's like they're talking, mm. and like my dad and his wife are like talking about when they met, and his wife is talking about meeting me for the first time, oh. and it's like, oh, he gave me a hard time at first, ha ha ha, uh, and it's uh, like, uh, all right, well, I mean, I was nine, right. and my parents yeah. were getting first, and it's like, it's like a lot of, it's very, it's very entitled of me, really, to like, because at the end, I, I guess my only beef was like, you know, everyone's acting, you know, so kind of lovey-dovey, and it's like, hey, look, this is good and fine and I don't care, but I'm a bad person and I hate being alive. All right. Let's not, let's not pretend that's not the truth. All right. Let's not pretend where this oh, wound up. Oh boy. But I say that, but I really uh. feel like I kept thinking about, I feel like we really ask too much of our, of our families. I think we ask mm. too much of our parents. Maybe so. I think a lot of people, so. especially millennials, they have this kind of aesthetic ideal in their heads. And, and if their family doesn't align with it perfectly, they get very upset. And that aesthetic ideal is not um, something that is devoid of conflict. It's like a movie. And on the contrary, necessarily, movies have conflict. But it's, it's like the conflict at the end of the day just strengthens the bonds. The conflict <laughs> ultimately just reveals thematically how close you guys really are. And right. life isn't really like that. Sometimes life is just senseless and, and mm -hmm. random and people construct families as ineptly as they construct anything else. People it's fuck true. up all the time. It's, it's like, true. it's like, let's say, um, <clears throat> let's say you like buy a desk from Ikea. You buy like a standing desk. You're like, I want to be like Ernest Hemingway. I'm going to buy a standing desk too. Did he have a standing desk, Ernest Hemingway? <laughs> that was a thing. Really? Was, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Makes me like him less. You don't like Ernest Hemingway? I, he's fine. Uh, you don't like those dead white males, I forgot. Oh, no. He's, yeah. You yeah. only read Do that? Do I like Ernest Hemingway? No, he's, he's, he's a good writer. I, I don't have an opinion. He's fine. I should read Ernest Hemingway sometime. I think, I think the last time I read him was in high school. So what am I... Such, I shouldn't even speak on this. Such flip-flopping. Anyway, continue. But, uh, <laughs> 
adding a lot to the podcast tonight. But let's let's say you buy this desk and um, you know, like, oh, I'll use it for writing. What I'll be writing, I don't know. And you like try to put it together, and you know, you're not using every piece. And it's like, oh, well, there's still some. I don't know. It's fine. And like, you know, weeks later, you get around to finally using it, and it's like. It's like lopsided and you, you take some kind of like dumb, hasty shortcut to like fix it, but it still doesn't really work. And oh. you never really use it because you never really had any intention of writing anything anyway. So it's just kind of <laughs> like this. But you did take that step of buying an item. But it's like you ostensibly... bought it, you half-assed putting mm. it together for yeah. reasons that were never clear in the first place. Right. And now it's just right. kind of there. And that's mm-hmm. how a lot of people approach building families. Absolutely. People don't realize Absolutely. people don't realize that like starting a family is just another thing that you can half-ass. And I'm not saying anyone in my family is doing that, but I'm saying what am I saying? I'm saying you got you should have a little more empathy for you know how your parents can just kind of be like inept shitheads after a fashion it is very easy to like start a family and become responsible for but then it's just like any but then it's it can just be like any other responsibility that you abuse is what i'm saying and i think it's hard and i'm not saying that critically i'm saying that empathetically oh of course you know it it, it is it's just another feature of your life that you're like ah um, yeah Mm. it's it's fine Mm. you know you know, maybe I'm just projecting. Maybe that's I, just the way I approach it. I mean, things. you're not wrong. Like it, it is, it is this big, meaningful step. Like no matter how you slice it, but like just because it's meaningful doesn't mean you have to do it. Like it, it like that will always be there. Like if I, I think we've talked about marriage before, we have on this podcast. But you know, the uh, the urge to do something meaningful with your life is uh is dangerous and you gotta sure. you gotta check yourself I, I'm as much more, as you can i'm more mean like it, it's so it's if you're if your family life is not particularly good and you don't feel fulfilled by it that's okay hmm. it's okay if it doesn't you know, because I get it because you want to feel like there are bumps in the road. But at the end of the day, my relationship to my family is a sort of saving grace. And mm. maybe it is in a way, but it doesn't quite click. You're at the you're at the family gathering, but it doesn't quite click. Something feels a little off. And in that offness, I think people can feel very, very lonely and alienated because it's like if even this doesn't feel like that ideal in my head. What could? What is life? Is everyone just a rank stranger to me? And I say that's it's okay. That's yeah. it doesn't have to click. It does not. It All does right? not. Very few things in life do. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. that things that click meaningfully are few and far between. So you don't have to worry about your life not being bad. We've been sold a bill of goods as regards the family and its uh, status as this as this cove. As mm-hmm. this, uh, yes. as this South. shelter from the, sor- from yeah. the storm, mm. and you know, maybe ask, you know what? Maybe ask yourself, you know, maybe you're looking at your dad, <laughs> and maybe your dad's just like a fucking dumb idiot. Look at that guy, and maybe he's got. Look at his fucking face. You know, people who have that face, mm. you just tell they're stupid from their face. Mm. They just have like kind of like a baited, like paused face, which is like nothing going on behind it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I work with a guy like that. 
his name is um, his name is uh, John, oh. and uh, he like does the billing for the company I work for. He's just fuck such a f- he offends oh, wait. me. Wait, wait, this isn't the guy that you torment on Instagram. This is someone else on Instagram. Yeah, your Instagram stories. Oh no no no, that's my that's my coworker oh, okay. JD. No no, he's gotcha. a, he's a cool guy. I would never. I would okay. never say that about JD, but uh, this is some other, this guy's like in his fifties. He offends me so much cause he's like so stupid and immature for someone his age. He's someone who's uh-huh. like very stupid and incompetent. And when he has to contend with his incompetence, he gets like frustrated, like a baby gets frustrated. <laughs> he's so stupid. He wears like these wraparound glasses and has a backpack. He fucking sucks. Oh, but anyway, no. let's say your dad is like that and you're looking at him <laughs> and maybe like he even like supports Trump and he's just like a bad guy but it's like maybe you know Thanksgiving is over we're approaching Christmas you know maybe look at him and think you know how how does he feel you think he's having a good time maybe ask yourself maybe ask yourself this would you want to raise you (laughs) ooh ooh I mean, it's a bit of a chicken and egg equation. That's right. That's but, right. But, but worthy of a little thought. A I little, think. maybe a little reflection. Yeah. All yeah. right. How does he feel? Who's, what are you doing in dad life? dad doesn't, you know, there's something about the dads. Also, I just want to make it clear that I'm not like, this isn't the joke, isn't that I'm not making like a veiled reference to my own father. No, I'm just no. saying like worst case scenario. Worst case yeah, scenario. Even so, you got to appreciate that your parents are capable of fucking up in the same like lazy unexamined way that you are yeah think about yourself think about that they did like that if too. you suddenly became a parent that's the same as when your parents are parents you don't undergo uh, some kind of transformation if you're a good person into a more mature being when you start a family you're still just fucking you yeah yeah does that make can, sense it does make sense but you know no and like yeah. you can you can do this at any time like if you you, you can just make a, a person. You can make you just a make a person. You don't have to fill out any fucking paperwork. No, Isn't that weird? That's no. always kind of fascinating. And, and and the government wants it to happen. You know, like there are systems in place that will help you out with that. The government wants it to happen. Of course. You know, they want uh, more kids. They want population. I mean, I suppose that's true. Yeah. You know, they 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 are invested in some kind of healthy. Younger generation after a fashion. Are you wearing a t-shirt you just bought from your trip? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Lloyd is wearing a shirt with uh, the state of Texas on it. That's right. Texas. That's right. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. It's a. Uh, oh, I guess it's, it's a secret. It's a secret. Okay. It's a secret. It's a, it's a, it's a fine institution. Well, though. so far you only know that it says Texas. It says Texas on yeah, it and it's yeah. got the state of Texas on it. And it was kind of given to me as a freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, it says for this. Furries uh, of Texas? Furries of Texas. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then um, it has a little uh, guy in an armadillo costume with a, a, a cowboy hat on and a huge heart on. <laughs> Listen, I don't get to pick the gigs that I work. Okay. Money's money, Ralph. As an influencer. Yeah. That's right. Show up That's to have right. a powwow. With the with the, <laughs> the Texan furries, do you remember what you were talking about? Oh, we were talking about family. family. We were talking about I family. know that much. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you remind me of this is this is going back a bit, but like the intense desire when I was a teenager to I wanted long hair as well, and uh, well, you have long hair now. I have long hair now, but back then I like I also like shampooed every day sure. and there was a there was a guy that um that i met at like summer camp and he had a rat tail mm-hmm. and i thought Classic that was the coolest look. shit Class- <laughs> i thought that was the Classic fucking coolest look. shit yeah. and i i tried 
as hard as I could to grow a rat tail, but my hair is very fine and it's like kind of woolly. It's like, it's like sheep's wool. So that is true actually. Yeah. So a rat tail just wasn't in the cards. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't think to braid it or something. Got a very rustic aesthetic. Yeah. To the extent that it couldn't be braided. I, I guess I could have tried harder. Or you can have dreadlocks. I could have had dreadlocks. Oh, I had a friend with dreadlocks in high school. A white, white guy, guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Let's get boy. him on the pod. Yeah. What was yeah. his name? Um, uh, his name was uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Scott with the dreadlocks. Scott with the dreadlocks. Like Chris and Kirkpatrick of uh, Sync. That's right. That's right. And he had like a, like a special shampoo that he would use. Um, kind of, st- you know, it's it stank. They you were, smelled was, the, you must smell the shampoo. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, did you have like a reggae phase? Were you ever into that? <laughs> I like where I listened exclusively listen to, to Bob Marley or, um, well, uh, when I, this guy did, it was pronounced well, but we're going to get to that in a second. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've, I've listened to Bob Marley. I mean, when I was like in high school, I was like kind of, uh, I was like kind of like a classic rock kid, one uh, of those kids. So sure. I kind of just listened to all of like the mainstream canon. So I listened to Bob Marley, <laughs> you know, and whatnot. But I, I, I was uh-huh. never, um, I never had a Rastafarian face, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> oh, no. What are you saying? I mean, Scott kind of leaned into it, you know. He, uh, so you just got into Bob Marley got into through Bob Marley. this friend. And I was his friend. I'm saying you got into Bob Marley through this friend. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I mean, I I wasn't. I never Did I had mishear my own. You? Were you talking mm-hmm. about yourself? I was. Uh, well, sorry. I think I think I got confused. So this guy Scott was very into Bob Marley. Sure. I was his friend, and so I was kind of into him by proxy. But that was my that was the dynamic in high school. Was that my friends were very into music in like into like specific kinds of music in a very serious way, and I was just kind of a leaf in the wind. And sure. I listened to what they listened to. So it was like reggae and then like jazz. I had a lot of friends that were like, like played jazz and like mm-hmm, went to jazz mm-hmm. shows. Um, and, and then it was like prog rock. Sure. And then metal and a lot of phases, a lot of phases. Math so, rock. Ma- oh, what is it? Fugazi? N- not quite Fugazi. I don't think we got there, uh-huh. but it was, it was, you know, these these phases were intense and they were pronounced and they kind of defined what I listened to sure. for a while because I was a follower. Still am <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I enjoy I enjoy participating in what's around. You know, um, you just want to. And so did your parents. So, so did, did my parents? parents. So did everyone's parents. They wanted you know? to what? Products of their environment. Very true, Lloyd. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. A little. Uh, a little consideration. My parents were 18 and 25 when I was born. Really? Yeah. 18 and 25. Yeah. Children themselves. That's so young. My yeah. parents were a bit older. Late 20s. It's so, a yeah. solid, 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 uh, good enough bracket. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are now, both podcasters. So yeah. I guess who's to say, uh, oh. but you're still in your 20s. You're, uh, I am. You have an excuse. I guess so, but um, I'm reaching the end, and we're reaching the end of a dang decade. That's right. That's I was right. thinking about that, too. I've accomplished absolutely nothing in the past decade. Well, that's not true, Ralph. You, 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 uh... I remember, I can remember distinctly who I was 10 years ago, and mm. it's the same exact person. 
And if you told 18-year-old me what 28-year-old me was like, I know for a fact he would kill himself. But <laughs> but that 18-year-old me was also a preening shithead with bad hair. Oh, boy. So maybe who gives a shit what he thinks. But, yeah. Well, you, uh, I don't know, like you directed a feature film. That no one saw. I mean, some people saw it. No. Nothing. It didn't. Failure. It didn't, like... I just remember, because I can see the vague contours of the decade. You Uh know, it started, I'm in college. uh, Awful year one, awful year two, awful year three, awful year four. And then like kind of like the awkward period of just doing whatever until I found my current job. And just like at a glance, the memories are just of like doing drugs in uncomfortable overlit spaces in New York and then like having anxiety the next morning worrying if I said something weird and of course I did but no one gives a shit (laughs) because no one cares and just like every day being just like a a a stilted uncomfortable little negotiation in my head just me trying to rearrange the furniture in my head so I don't feel too nervous and bad and that's just been like every fucking day in my life drinking too much feeling horrible the next day doing this doing that and that's just what the bulk of it feels like like what what's what was this kind of relates back to the family thing because it's like a feeling of like what was the good stuff because the time is not coming back Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, you've changed? Uh, hmm. Do you think that how different are you from the person you were ten years ago? Uh, very, very different. I very different. Yes, yes, I think so. Go on. Um, the person I was ten years ago was describe and paint a picture. Well, I was a libertarian. Were you? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was. Uh, so you're one of those, uh, one of those kind of like uh, right turn political conversions. I not so. not right as in right word, but like mm-hmm. you you kind of turned it around. Had a, a bit of a departure. Yeah. 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 Because um, I was just kind of like a, I like Obama. Yeah. Lib in high school. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, part of that was my friends. Like, they were, you know, we were trying to be edgy, I guess. Like, my hometown was pretty liberal. My parents were, were liberal. Like, really? You know, so, to be libertarian was, was rebellion against, against liberal. Interesting. I guess so. I mean, also, libertarian, it's not like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I can see like teenagers like, it's, being like, I, I'm, I'm a libertarian because I want to I wanna do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that every single teenage boy independently comes up with the idea for libertarianism at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah, that's, that's more I mean, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it, it seems... But 10 years ago, you were not a teenage boy. 10 years ago. How old am I? I'm 32. So you were 22. I was yeah. 22. 10 years. Okay. I was thinking more 18. Yeah. Because that is a more pertinent question. At 22, I was still pretty shitty. I was like, I was working, I had a girlfriend. I was okay. working night shifts um, as an assistant editor. And okay. it was one of the worst. A job fresh out of college? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a. Uh, I was living with my actress girlfriend and, uh, wow. you know, look at this guy. Uh, so not a big deal. Right. Um, no problem. <laughs> Necessary to the narrative. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> very cool. Very pretty. Um, and, uh, 
but I was just miserable. I was, I was getting home at like, I was getting home at like five in the morning and then starting to drink. Okay. Like I would, I would, I would get home. I would. Well, everyone's life is bad when they're 22, but I'm saying, are, so. you a, are, you, are you a different person? How's your personality changed? Um, I started saying no a lot more. Like, I, I don't... Since then, you mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I got a lot better with saying no to things that I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. which is which was a... I don't know. It felt which like we've a, talked about before here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that... that uh, that awful film shoot that I did that kind of enabled uh, like, like a creepy situation, like stuff like that. I, that I awful like man. that, that yeah. happened because, um, cause of your you know, servility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my obsequiousness. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that's something that I've largely, um, gotten rid of, which, uh, feels pretty important. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I got problems still. Sure. I'm not, I'm not good by any means. <laughs> um, but I, I harm people less with my, um, with my servility, as you say. So, well, so were that's, you really, that's good. Uh, so you felt you were harming people because you were complicit in that. Well, that yeah, uncomfortable because, film shoot. you know, because, because it wasn't just me that was like, I, I had this shitty job because it was like the first one that I was offered and I was like, okay, like I gotta, I gotta do this job and like, I gotta, I gotta do a great job at this, at sure. this, at this but workplace goes, that I hate. I went through that too. Well, but, but I mean, know, like, do you feel different? Do you feel like you have more perspective? Do you experience life differently? I, I really think that I do. Okay. I'm just um, asking. I think that I do. And part of that is because I was like, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of people kind of come out the gate of high school a lot smarter than I was. Like I oh, was, so uh, hard on himself. you know, I, I've, 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 I've grown, but I'm not, uh, I'm not a genius. Sure. Putting it, putting it, uh, mildly. Um, so I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I've grown, but only relative to, to myself, which is, you feel different though. Yes, I do. I do. I don't know if I feel so different. Uh, I feel, sorry, Ralph. I feel, I care less, Uh huh. which in a way is good and in other in ways way is bad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'm just trying to find a way out. <laughs> and, uh. And you've tried art. You've tried. I don't like the symbolism. You've tried filmmaking. I don't like the symbolism. Now here we are podcasting. <laughs> well, yeah, so I a mean, decent try. This podcast wouldn't exist if not for these feelings. Of that's mine. right. Yeah, that's right. But I just feel I don't like the the symbolism of a, of a decade ending. Oh, I yeah, don't like true. it. I want to yeah. go out with a bang. <laughs> maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll uh, first reform the next uh, stop on Hillary Clinton's book tour if you oh know boy what well I that's mean. a parody that's a that's a parody that's not actionable which which you know speaking of which uh, that was a good movie I like that movie I love it yeah great movie uh, you know what else is a great movie is The Irishman I've heard I thought that was I've a heard. I thought that well I was already, I was already talking to you about that at my friend's giving yeah, but I briefly yeah. got into an argument with one of your mutuals just before you arrived on Twitter about The Irishman really yeah oh some guy voodoo something Okay. Yeah. He was conv- he was saying something like it's a great movie, but do we really need another portrayal of mobster teamsters? Of course we do. And I just like, argued that the movie, while it incidentally 
features corrupt teamsters is is very much an anti-capitalist movie because yeah. the man at its center is his moral vacuity stems from the fact that he never has the courage or the intelligence to question the authority of his boss which yeah. leads him to murder his uh the only person who loves him and like all of scorsese crime epics it's really about how commerce and deference to power strips people of their humanity and that capitalism is at first uh symbolized as gangsters but it is then you know bought by finance and made legitimate business uh most uh, explicitly expressed at the end of casino but anyway yeah. i was just quoting my letterbox <laughs> there but uh, uh what was this uh irishman murder clintons, clintons. Um, yes yes of course so um. on uh, Saturday, <laughs> I was riding with my father and his wife to see my sister's um, family. And um, we were talking about The Irishman because he had just watched it for the first time. And, you know, The Irishman involves, um, you know, the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa, the murder of Jimmy Hoffa. You know, of course, he was, you know, it's widely believed he was murdered by murdered by the mob. And um that that prompted me to bring up Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. And I was like very hungover and depressed that day, but like <laughs> me and my dad were like really talking about Epstein. I like came wow. alive for the first time today. <laughs> you know, my dad was like, Oh my God, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And I was like, I was wondering why people weren't rioting in the streets, because he like clearly got clipped, you know, and I'm like, I know, I know. And I'm like, the American populace is very complacent, you know, they're just because they're powerless, because they feel like they're powerless. There's nothing they do. Yeah. And it's funny because his wife didn't know anything about Epstein. Oh. And, and it's funny to talk to someone who like is not privy to like Epstein discourse at all because when you like give them the short version, you start to feel like, am I this is real, right? Am I like, cause like, it kind of like puts it, it, it like makes it real again to yeah. you. Cause, uh, yeah. cause I was like talking to my dad and I was like, yeah, Bill Clinton was on, was on his pedophile Island. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean, there was this billionaire hedge fund manager who was kind of, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he had a private Island that, um, he purchased and he would kind of sex traffic, um, underage, uh, you know, he would sex traffic children in from like Serbia and stuff. And he would have the global elite come on this airplane called uh, the Lolita uh, Express of which they found like flight logs and they would go to the island and he would pimp out these underage girls and among the people there were uh, Bill Clinton uh, Bill, you know there's pictures of him hanging out with Bill Gates there's Alan Dershowitz who was the lawyer for OJ Simpson and uh, you know other celebrities and very rich and powerful people he hung out with Donald Trump as well they've actually dug up articles where like Bill Clinton has praised Jeffrey Epstein which is pretty wild and uh, oh boy. he was like he was like snagged on a call on, a, on some kind of offense and you know he was uh, uh, put in the jail cell and he was assaulted uh, but you know uh, they claimed it was like a suicide so they put him on suicide watch at a maximum security prison in uh, New York but uh, then he uh, quote unquote committed suicide they claimed that uh, both cameras malfunctioned and that both guards just kind of fucked off for no reason at all and uh, mm -hmm. you would think it would be impossible to commit suicide while on suicide watch at a maximum security prison but apparently he did it and the coroner said that his injuries were consistent with murder instead of suicide Side, and you're just like <clears throat> rattling all of this off and every other detail to someone who is <laughs> oh my like god because it's because uh, it's weird because it's unfortunate because like the, the uh, epstein thing is so is so overwhelmingly confounding yeah. that like Egregious. people didn't know how to process it so it became a meme 
mm-hmm. became like a normie meme. It reached like such levels of like normie meme saturation yeah. that this like big titty model that I follow on Instagram, she was doing like one of those posts where it's like, ask me anything. And someone said, did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? And she said, no. And I'm like, well, now I know yeah. this has truly yeah. reached a saturation point. Oh, boy. So we had to turn it into a meme to cope with it. And now it's just going to kind of fade into the background. But yeah, it is. It is. Which is a damn shame. It's, it's just so, it's so barefaced. It's like. So brazen. Hiding in plain sight. And it's so hilarious. Like rubbing our faces in it. And like a fixation of mine is like. Because you have people like Darcy had that terrible tweet where she was like, there was people protesting outside of the prison. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, wow, I can't believe these people would protest uh, the death of a billionaire. Meanwhile, there are uh, 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 wrongly incarcerated people wasting away in that. Pr- it's just like so ridiculous. Because like <sighs> the Epstein thing has become another like Bernie bro thing. Right. Where they're right. like only an entitled straight white male would care about this. And it's so hilarious because like ostensibly you would think that these are the people who would kind of like hand ring about anything that can be kind of associated with the Me Too movement. But it's like the reason people are upset about Epstein and of course it's not just uh, straight white men is that, uh, you know, like him and like a former president fucked children together. That's right. And That's uh, right. it's it's so it's so wild to me that like that what the internet does to people's brains that they could like take something with that like bedrock reality like that is the soil out of which everything grows but they can like stare straight at it but because of their like solipsism and their self-involvement and their privilege they can just see right through it they only see anything as something that is just like a potential extension of their own personal brand so when they think Epstein it's not the reality of Epstein and Bill Clinton fucking children it's just a thing that's on the internet that maybe sometimes involves people that they don't like so they smear it as something that's like a dude bro sex fixation Um, and that's how it winds up just being pigeonholed as a silly meme and then it disappears and falls from the wayside and they just keep on fucking children on a different island yeah now it's just a silly meme. I hate that. Does that make I sense? I hate that. Yes, it makes sense. I mean, it's... Hmm. And I wanted to avoid talking about Epstein on this podcast because it's talked about on so many other so podcasts. Many. So many. Why not dive in? Why not dive in? Ugh. I don't know. Lord. I, I'm not even someone who is obsessed with it, but it's just... Like, it's there. Like, the records are there. It's um, It's just been an interesting catalyst for many of my... Um, many of the of the tendencies in people that really piss me off a lot oh, which is like you can look at something very grave and serious um and like engage with it but not really engage with it in any real way at all it just yeah. becomes it just becomes this ephemeral uh signifier you're not actually engaging with it this thing that is so serious and horrible and uh-huh. real it's like what do you do when the when the global 1% you know, can kind of get away with, with child fucking, with the unspeakable. And, yeah, it's not ideal. Right in front of our face. It's what not, I'm saying it's not is ideal. It's not ideal. Um, folks, something ought to be done. Folks, official statement from the Feeling Well podcast: <laughs> an international child sex trafficking ring. I, when I think about that, I frown and I go, "Hmm, I don't know about that." So. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Want to make that perfectly clear. We kind of make a sideways face. And they, hmm. We go, uh, hmm. yeah, yeah. We do the emoji that's like the gritted teeth, like, uh. Ooh, that's a yikes for me. 
<laughs> when I think about these goings on, that's gonna be a. Uh, I look at that and I think, uh, think uh, you know, what's another internet thing? What's another hilarious internet <laughs> understatement thing? Uh, I think uh, do better, do better, do better, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. All right, <laughs> wow, do better. <laughs> Oh boy, not no, ideal. Like everyone, like it, it's. Wait, it's hold also, on. Let me tie it into a meme of the day. Uh, um, I don't know if you have the the headspace for this right now, Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> but I don't appreciate that you ran an international child sex trafficking ring that implicated two presidents. But uh, I'm currently at capacity slash helping someone yeah, else slash running an international la- pedophile ring. That was <laughs> um, that was the latest stupid tweet where I was aware of the parodies of the tweet before the tweet. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? Uh, Lloyd included until I finally saw the actual tweet. But um, that that was was very funny. It was that was the one of the day. Yeah. Yeah. What is what does that even mean? Like it's what was it again? It was a it was a uh, I think I have I think I have it somewhere. I, I don't know the exact text, but it was meant to like provide people with a template to uh, avoid doing emotional labor for your friends when you feel overtaxed. Um, it was a spiritual successor to the to the tweet from last week. Yeah. About yeah. Um, if someone were to message you asking for help. Yeah. In in this like kind of uh, this contract language. Yeah. Be like I don't want to do this right now. But yeah, the latest one is so funny because it's like the the wording of it. It could only ever be justified if it's like there's a there's a death in the family or like something uh-huh. that would justify like and people uh-huh. already do a version of that where it's like are you sitting down or you know or they uh-huh. just think about it beforehand so it's like in what instance is that actually warranted and i also love the idea just again like how flippant people are rela- relating back to like the epstein memification it's like bandying about the word consent it's like you know to talk to someone about something without their consent it's like a fucking abbott and costello bit where it's like hey how's that well you didn't have my consent to talk yeah. to me about that it's just like, talk oh, to your well, do friends, I have folks. your consent now? It's like, yeah. no, well, he keeps talking to me. Like, yeah, like evoking yeah. rape to refer to just like, <laughs> right, <laughs> to conversation. Your, your friendship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just no. like, and also just like, uh, uh, you know. Because emotional labor sounds like, it sounds like a lot of things. And the thing that it actually is, is I don't think it's widely known. And like, what, well, how would labor, you define it? What emotional labor is, is, um, is emotions or or that you express as part of your job. Yeah. Like if you're a waitress or a cashier, like you have to be pleasant, you have to smile. Yes. You know, that or, is emotional labor. Or it could be work in the form of of home building or child rearing, right? Sure. Like that well, that that is a version of it. That's where it gets murkier, but that I guess is, so. I don't That's, know, maybe not. I I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. Well, cuz like that is, you know, it's like, you know, if you do all the housework for a family, that is, you know, that is a form of labor. You oh, know? well, sure. So, yeah, I think sure. it's sometimes, but that's where it kind of gets into a gray area where then everyone, they, they, they view it as just being there for someone in any way, shape, right. or form. But, right. uh, but like, or like being mo- emotionally receptive to anyone is automatically a form of emotional labor. I mean, I think, I think like household work being considered undervalued and like uh, being unpaid, I think that's, 
I think that's a, I think that's a different thing, but I think it's like, I think people talk about up. it in those terms though, because okay. it's like, it's like labor that's unacknowledged, even if it's, I don't know, whatever. I, don't, I, I don't might know. be wrong. Uh, correct us in the comments. No, believe me. I don't, I, I I'm the one who cares less in this equation, <laughs> but, um, I, I guess I kind of want to know <laughs> but, Do it if you want to, but that was, that was my understanding. Cause then like it was extended to include, cause like a, a, a big Genesis of it was like, you know, uh, talking about like, you know, uh, listening to my boyfriend talk about his problems is like mm. emotional labor, which, you know, I, I, which I don't agree with, but like that stems from the fact that it's like unacknowledged, whatever, this is boring. I don't give a shit. But, um, <laughs> was, uh. anyway, yeah, that was a stupid take. And yeah, it's, 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 um, I saw Nick Pinkerton tweeted like, you know, it's it's great that we all we all have like sublimated this like cop mentality that everyone has that like just just talking with your friends has to assume the language of contract negotiations, oh, you know? Boy. Yeah. But it's like yeah. how much do people really mean this? I don't know. Like I, I like I I can't believe that the person who authored that tweet really believed it. Because like under right. what circumstances would you actually do that. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's equivalent to the hot take factory that we were talking about yeah, last week. Of course, I think, yeah, something pretty egregious that you I cannot imagine implementing that with anyone I know. Yeah, without them thinking I was doing a bit. And what compels you? Like I guess it. it, it, it again, it's just another example of how the internet just demolishes people's brains. Like like, yeah. what motivates you to even want to venture that take in the first place? I guess it's just like, oh, I found another corner on this thing that I could I could brandish. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just so ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, people get worn out. People like. People but they're genuinely not do have that kind of... No, but that's not where it comes from. There's no, no way. It's no. not like this person... Because the, the only people who make themselves like overly available are inherently nice people who it would never even occur to them to like come up with that psychotic shit in the first place. Right. So right. only like a navel-gazing fucking solipsist who's like sitting on Twitter all day trying to uh, comprise the most woke take that will flatter their, their station would even come up with that in the first place. So it's like i don't know mm. fuck you you just <laughs> vapid demon but uh, uh yeah twitter's we're there we're there we're around we're here for it uh we're here for it <sighs> you God, see any i'm so tired yeah i'm so tired man how was your flight i hate airports yeah like it, it, it you know talk about the american populace being like subdued and do you see the worst of the bovine. worst at the airport? You sure do. I, Bovine's I, the word for sure. I resent and <laughs> and loathe like the entire security apparatus so much. Just oh these. my god, I get so bent out of shape uh, when I was in uh, when I was in Cannes for work. Uh, we were on our way back, and uh, <clears throat> I guess I didn't know it was like a standard procedure. But like the the security before I like went to get my fucking whatever my uh, my boarding pass, they were like, uh, "So we're here for business or pleasure?" And I was like, "I was I was here for work. I was here for business." And they were like, "Where'd you stay?" And I was like, "I stayed at my boss's. He had a property here." And they were like, "Where is it?" And I was like, 
where is it? <laughs> and they were like, what is the address? And I said, why do I have to tell you that information? Huh. And then uh, you know, they asked me like a few other questions and I was, I was like cagey because I was like, why, I, I don't, why do I have to divulge uh-huh. this information? Uh-huh. And they gave me like a red sticker and I got like my shit checked twice to so like went uh-huh. through all my stuff and it's just fucking, uh-huh. I hate that shit. Jeez yeah. Louise. Really? Because yeah. you wouldn't tell them the address of the property you stayed at. I mean, at. it's a thing on international flights where they just want to have like a conversation with you to know that you're right. not a terrorist. Right, right. But I had like a kind of like, yeah, am I being atti- detained yeah, attitude? Yeah. You were you a sovereign know? citizen to them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I, I, my point is that I'm similarly sensitive to that shit. It's like, fuck uh-huh. you, fuck off. I don't yeah. have to tell you this information. Yeah. Yeah. But go on, you're with the bovine masses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I was, I was reminded of, um, I was on a flight last week, um, and during the, during the, it was like an international flight, and there was a group of like French, uh, I don't know what they were doing. They were backpackers mm, and uh, frog tourists. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they were, they were in line. There was, there was like two of them that were in line in front of me. Mm-hmm. But their party had like ten people in it, and so what they would do it was like you know you know like the like the the labyrinths of of uh, dividers that kind yeah, of yeah, make yeah. up a security line, like these these French tourists would just like scoot under a bunch of them, and there was a line forming like what? in 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 back, and like so fucking eight of their friends in in like they were cutting the of, line in groups or? of ones and twos would cut the line just like scoot across the I whole thing I hate tourists in this, these fucking european tourists in the and, city but that that just goes to show like they are a they are a more confident population like they they feel less precarious they don't they oh, they they can, they're not conditioned to the to the strictures of yes, airport yes, security they are, they yeah, are yeah. much more like willing and able to kind of flaunt sure you know security convention that's probably true you know yeah. but i mean no, you know we're, which very, is to, we're you know, very docile we're very like, docile little dicked um uh uh, uh populace for, for the sure. most part yes and to, like to be clear like i hate those guys like yeah, fuck awful. those guys yeah yeah um they shouldn't have done that and if you're listening they're also just um, probably oblivious yes yeah. i mean yeah sure but no fuck those frogs yeah fuck those guys i you know they can go to hell and um but uh, you know, they are they are living better lives than I am. They they have less fear. They uh, they care less about what the security state can inflict on me. That could be true. They're also maybe just like high on being on like a trip to the states or something. I guess. Right? I, I don't guess. Know. Yeah. Well, look, whatever the interpretation, they're certainly happier than you. That's oh yeah. That's no question. I'll agree with you that know, much. They, yeah. they, you know. I yelled at them a little bit, but they pretended not to. Oh, you yelled at them? Me. Yeah. You went, hey, hey, <laughs> what's the big idea? <laughs> uh, you know what I realized the last time I was on a plane is that uh, I'm more disturbed by turbulence now than I've ever been in my life. Really? And I think the reason is I distrust authority more now because uh-huh. I feel like when I was a little kid when there's like turbulence on a plane I would be like hmm well actually uh, <laughs> air travel is the safest form of travel and turbulence is quite normal uh-huh. but now I'm like whoever's responsible for this plane they don't give a shit about me uh-huh. Uh-huh. these things go down <laughs> very 
could very more often than you might think could very well die on this plane mm. no one would be held responsible yeah no one would care so when there's there turbulence be a fine, maybe yeah exactly so when there's turbulence nowadays it actually it actually uh fucks Ooh. with me quite a bit because i'm like no one would give a shit if i died <laughs> the people who are in in charge of this of this business it's they'll it's i would just be swept under the rug so oof yeah so it bothers me. It does feel like there's like more stories of airplanes going down these days, yeah, with right? Yeah, the 737 yeah. Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not that's good. a whole kettle of fish. That's not good. No, no. I don't care for that. No. So, oh. so you spent Thanksgiving in Texas? Yeah. 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 Did you have a turkey dinner? No, no. I was just there for work. Really? But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But how'd that make you feel? It was fine. Like, I don't know. I saw my folks not too long ago. They kind of, they kind of get it. Sure. I'm not, I'm not huge into holidays. Like if, if I miss a holiday, I don't feel like it's been taken from me. Gotta be something. home for the holidays, Lloyd. Gotta be home for the holidays. I, I'm not gonna, I didn't do Thanksgiving. I'm not going to do Christmas. Whoa. Thanksgiving yeah. is one thing. I spent one Thanksgiving doing cocaine with Sam Ford oh, no. for 24 hours. <laughs> but Christmas is another story. You got to oh. be with the family on Christmas, you freak. Well, Ralph, I, I did I did Friendsgiving with you and the gang, you know, That's, so that kind of felt like I had We're talking one. about Christmas. I, I, well, I just said I that. I tried to change the subject. I know you but, were trying to do a non sequitur, but no, my, you're not going to distract me from my point, Lloyd. How well, dare you? Well, a red herring you tried to throw <laughs> my way, but I dodged it. My my parents aren't going to be around. My my siblings aren't going to be around. What do you mean they're so not going to be around? They're going to be out of the country. So, oh, they're going on an, uh, an yeah. international trip without without, without, you? without old Lloyd. <laughs> they're just leaving me here. So they I, rejected you. They rejected me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, but I, I I don't mind. I mean, you'd be, I hate you'd, traveling. You'd be more than welcome at my. At my family gathering, Thank Lloyd. you, Ralph. That's very sweet. You'd, 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 you'd sit around. My mother would say, you look just like Ron Howard. <laughs> oh, yes. To your infinite yes, chagrin. Yes, would. <laughs> uh, that happens less often nowadays. And then you would see me just but. kind of glumly staring at that picture frame. That's right. As, <laughs> as one image changed the next. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I hate those fucking picture frames so much. Oh, they're awful. Fuck those picture frames. Oh, I, I'm just imagining you. That's such a scene. Like pacing. Pacing in a, in a Pacing room. to the amount that it made my ass sore. That's yeah. how often I was on my feet. Oh, and it's boy. like, it's a room no bigger than this. Like, what would you say this is like a thousand square foot room uh-huh. right here? Yeah. Like a room about this big. Really just like, how many feet would you say is around this table? The radius. Oh, like like all the way around? Yeah, like, like 13 like, feet. Yeah, if that. So like me just walking in a 13-foot circle just with my, my headphones in and just like occasionally casting just kind of like a vaguely alarmed rueful glance at just the animated picture frame <laughs> as it went from one picture of me to another as it gradually oh, got darker and darker. Yeah. I spent a lot of time doing that, but, uh, but yeah. I remember once, two Christmases ago, I learned my lesson to to try to keep the holidays with the families. I left uh, Christmas early because I thought I was maybe going to do drugs with a friend in the city. Uh-huh. But they ended up 
being with family. Oh no. So I was alone. Oh no. So I ended up just taking a bunch of Xanax and seeing Phantom Thread by myself at Union Square. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was, it was a pretty depressing, it made me feel really bad. Oh my God. I didn't like being alone on Christmas, just on Xanax. And, uh, I felt like I betrayed my family and I was just, and, uh, I, I, I had this deep, bad feeling. Yeah. Alone on Christmas. I'm going to be alone on Christmas this year. I'm going to, I'm going to kind yeah. of lean into it. I'm going you know, to see how it feels. I think maybe it's good to do it once. Yeah. I feel like maybe I've discussed so. this with someone before. It's good to, it's good to give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. I want to feel that sadness. I can't imagine it would, it will be good. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so not, I'm, be, it's not be, that I'm looking forward to it. Are going to be here in New York? Yeah. I'm just going to hang out at my Surely you could have gone house. with your family if you wanted to. No, no. So you were just not invited? Well, <laughs> you know, they're, they're retired and they like. But your sister's going, you said. No, she's, she's, uh. Oh, she has other plans. She has other plans. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But. So, and they don't include me. So, so the parents are electing to just leave without inviting the kids. I I, I couldn't have gone even if they'd invited me. Like, uh-huh. it's uh, it's out of the way. Like, but don't they want to be with with you guys for the holiday? I think th- I think they do. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're like, oh, Lloyd, he's busy podcasting. He wouldn't want to come. He's, too, with he's far too busy. Us. I can't. I can't. He's a podcast you know, mogul. I can't yeah. miss a couple of weekends and like thereby lose the momentum. <laughs> That's right. That we are right. that we are building. Yeah, I've I've seen those viewership numbers. Folks, they are climbing. It, let it be known. It's growing. This is a movement. <sighs> That's. <laughs> I I can't. Folks, I think, we're, I th- uh, sorry. Go ahead. Not only positive vibes here. Yeah. We're closing in on a decade, folks. Oh boy. Well, how does that make you feel? I'll tell you, Ralph, I've stopped trying and I've kind of made peace with that. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thing. I I am I am content with with what I have. Sure. And I am no longer succumbing to despair. I'm glad in to this, hear that in this department. I um you know, my my dreams have drifted off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm just kind of relaxing, enjoying the day. You know what's one thing I will say that I've been thinking about what's is that? that my own my own uh, fixation with it being you know nearing the end of a decade. Certainly, I'm not the only one. Like it's it's something that's in media and print. Yeah. Like every anniversary of everything is is ballyhooed to death. But I think that um, I think that millennials are are particularly obsessed with anniversaries and milestones mm-hmm. because I think I don't want to I don't want to go on one of those rants about how oh millennials are narcissistic I'm not saying they're narcissistic but I think we are kind of self-obsessed just necessarily through the existence of like social media and this like societal pressure to kind of like oh, sure. curate sure. a self or, or this and that. And it's I, part of the whole package. I'm not, and I feel like, uh, there's, there's just a lot of like, you know, of course, just like in memes, like, wow, can you believe this is this old, you know, <laughs> this and that. And I think that a great example of that is the fact that the term zoomer even exists. Right. Right. Because zoomers are not another generation. Gen Z. They're not a, 
Well, I mean, generation. like Zoomers are not our children. Right, right. Like Zoomers are just people who are 10 years older than us. That's like that. That's not that long of uh-huh. a time. You know, it's like, you know, like the like Gen X was the children of baby boomers. You know, like Zoomers uh-huh. are not a new generation, oh, you know, and like the we're the, marking these generations a lot faster now. Well, and I think the reason for that is because like millennials are so self-obsessed that, you know, the oldest of millennials are are just kind of like they're reaching the point where they are simply just not the youngest people in the room right and the youngest people and like there are people who exist who are younger than them who are not literal children like there are people Mm. who are like 18 or in their early 20s who exist and because of the self-obsession that is significant. It shouldn't be significant. There's mm. not a big cultural difference. I refuse to believe that like, <laughs> yes, like 10 years is not nothing, but it's like, okay, 10 years ago I was on Facebook all the time and now I'm on Twitter all the time. Like that's right. not a significant difference. <laughs> no. no, I'm not on TikTok, but if you think that like TikTok <laughs> is like a significant like cultural departure, yeah. I think you need to fucking log off. But it's like the fact that it's like, wait, but I'm supposed to be the baby. Are you telling me I'm not baby? <laughs> There's people even more baby than me. That has to have a name. That has to be a thing. That can't just be someone who's 10 years younger than me. We need another name to mark the significance of this thing that must be different. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It does. Yeah. It does. Damn us all. There's like such a fixation on... Uh, and I don't blame them. I don't blame the millennials, but I'm saying there's there's, there's such a fixation on on the sort of curated selfhood that the fact that there's nothing else is the thing. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a yeah. lot else to do. Just, just the, 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 the unrelenting and vicious rapidity of, yeah. of, 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 of churning the self into a brand. Yes. Yes. You know, and you know, and broadly reinforced by, by cultural forces and absolutely, uh, but it's, it's still, it's bad. And it's uh, it's uh, this is the awful. content decade. Yeah, you either gotta become content. Oh boy, or uh, I'm not looking forward. Die to face it. down in a fucking gutter, you folks. Know, that's right. That's right. Which is better? We'll leave you with that thought, folks. We still got a few eps before the end of the decade. We're gonna that's hash right. this out. We're gonna figure this, and thing we're out, gonna folks. end it on a on a nice note. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We sure will. Well, Ralph, pleasure as always. Absolutely. Um, well, this has been fun. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at FeelingWellPod. You can follow Ralph at um, PLS, God Help Me PLS. You can follow me at Lloyd Howler. And you can follow Ralph on Instagram at Ralph Moffatone. That's, That's right. Really and uh, Lloyd, happy Cyber Monday. Thanks. Thanks, man. You too. <laughs> Bye, folks. Right. Bye. Bye.